Hi, my name is Isa Medina, and the last thing I prayed for was my period. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm sweaty. How are you? I'm not sweaty. I'm nice and toasty in my apartment. I did turn the heat on and I don't care who knows it. It's been very cold in Santa Monica and I did what I had to do. Who's Anywho, on the pod today? Who is on the pod? We've got Issa Medina on the pod. She is the co-host of Sounds Like a Cult, which is an amazing podcast about cults. Well, about social cults, about cults that we interact with and hear about and see out in the good old world. Mm -hmm. So like Soul Cycle or MLMs or cult-like groups of people, um, not necessarily real cults. Right. You might even be in a cult right now and not know it. So, Do you work at an agency in Hollywood? You're in a cult, baby. Do you think that Judaism is a cult? We never really established. No, it's not okay. a cult. It's a religion. Yeah. No, 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 no. So yeah. moving on. I think there definitely is a fine line between religion and cult. The name Issa Medina just gives me such satisfaction to say. It rolls it's off the tongue. It's such a great name. And I just shout out to, Issa to Issa's parents. parents. In the interview, she tells us that she actually has another name that most people don't even know about. So hold on tight, folks. You're in Jess, for a treat. You are. You're. Uh, I'm like stuttering today. I'm just like overworked, overtired. You but look what's your, like, I look beat. I look fucking wrecked. I look like you just got off a Peloton bike, though. Super soaked my whole fucking head and then like bashed me in with like a hatchet. <laughs> like that's actually what I look like. It's I'm not like, quite that it's bad. Got dunk tanks. What's your live, laugh, lachaim? My live, laugh, lachaim this week is when websites make mistakes. Like, I'll, like sometimes, you know, you can find like cheap airfare because the airline messed up and you get like a really great flight, but then like they change like 15 minutes later. Basically, I bought a Hanukkah gift for someone and the website made a really big mistake <laughs> about the value of an item that they were selling. And I purchased it for a very good price. And I was like, I was very pleased. That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's great. Yes. I This isn't my live, laugh, laugh, I am, but I okay. also did notice a website mistake this week as well. And if you follow me on Twitter, you might have seen it. But I was browsing the Subway <laughs> website, the Subway sandwich website as at you four do. in the morning because <laughs> I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about the sweet Vidalia dressing and how I hadn't had it in a long time. <laughs> so I went on the website to check the nutrition facts as you do. <laughs> I wanted to see if Subway had salads and turns out on their website, salad is spelled wrong and it says salds. It's very, it was funny. I laughed. Salds. So ladies and gentlemen, website mistakes. Um, my live laugh is Probably just having good friends that go with the flow. I honestly, like I went away kind of last minute this past weekend and I had one friend that said that she could watch Arthur and then she wound up having a work thing and I panicked and needed to get someone else to watch Arthur and just like shout out to all the people who have watched Arthur. And I probably shout have said out. this before um, on Live Left Behind, like the last time you watched Arthur, which was like two weeks ago. So just shout out. To everyone who watches Arthur. I love that. That's so sweet. That's my dog. That's my dog, by the way. Okay, everyone. Enjoy the episode. That's all from us. Isa Medina. Isa Medina. Isa Medina.
Um, hi there, we're JC and this is Jessica. Hi. She says Hello. hi. Isa, hold on. <laughs> this is this is Pray for Us. It's a podcast about practicing ancient religions in the modern day. And we're talking about how we observe different faiths when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today we're talking to Isa Medina. Isa is a comedian documentary filmmaker, and she's the co-host of the podcast, Sounds Like a Cult, which we love. So, hey, welcome to the show, Isa. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be We're here. So excited to have my home talking to you. You're at home. Where is home for you and where did you grow up? Yes, I'm at home and currently home is West Hollywood, Los Angeles. We have. Uh, but I grew up in Northern Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C. I moved there when I was about seven from, uh, I'm, I'm originally from Columbia. Um, what part? So kind of a long story. Uh, I'm originally from Bogota, Colombia. So I... All details are that I moved from Bolivia, technically. So I lived in Colombia until I was like four. And then we moved to Bolivia for like three years. And then we moved to America when I was like seven. Damn. Latina. <laughs> and I have a couple of jokes about how I say Latina because people don't believe me. <laughs> I look hella white. <laughs> I, how um, do you feel about yeah. um, Latina versus Latinx? Yes, as, I was gonna as a that. phrase. That is a great question. Or Latinx. I think, Latinx. <laughs> yeah, I think Latinx is hilarious. I think it, it's like ironic. Like I say it sometimes like Latinx. I love that it's like inclusive. I do think that it was created though by like non, I feel like it wasn't created for Spanish speakers because like Latinx isn't really like, it doesn't sound Latin, like white people you know? for sure created it. Is that X what you're is saying? like not yeah, exactly. a sound in Spanish, right? No, it's no. not. <laughs> so I know that like from like Latinx or Latin TikTok, I know that like people in Latin America are saying like Latin now. I mean, like they're adding like an better. E. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It sounds way better. And also I will say grammatically, Latino is technically they, them, exactly. because right. Latino is plural. So for me, like when I first heard about it, I didn't really understand why there was a need for Latinx because uh, La Latino is plural. Mm -hmm. But I guess if like the community like wanted a separate term, then there is obviously like space to like expand our vocabulary. But I don't think Latinx <laughs> flows very well. I still use it just because it makes people feel comfortable. So I'm like, until we normalize something else, then I'm just going to like say whatever, whatever makes is, people whatever comfortable. Whatever people are saying in the moment. <laughs> yeah. So when you were growing up, did you have any type of like religious routine or were you guys observant? What was the deal there? Yeah. So I grew up Catholic and... It wasn't like very serious. Like my mom always said, I went to Catholic school, so I've gone to church enough times for a lifetime and she would never <laughs> go. And then <laughs> my dad would take us to church uh, growing up. He was like more religious and my um, so we would go. But like my sister and I would always like joke around like we were always playing games or like doing something different or I would like fall asleep. And then when we got to like middle school or high school, kind of no one like required it of us. It was kind of just like, if you want to go, go. If not, like no need to go. And my dad also kind of got like lazier about it. I feel like as we got like older, 
we all kind of just like stopped. But I did get, what did I get? Did I get confirmed? No, I did not get confirmed, but I did have my first communion. What is that? In Colombia. Isn't it in like second grade and you like take the cracker and that's like your first yeah. time taking the cracker? The official cracker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had it in Colombia. So like growing up, I would spend all my summers in Colombia. I would like, because it was like cheaper for my parents to send us to stay with my grandma than to like go to summer camp or something like that. So we grew up going to Columbia and that's where I had my first communion. And yeah, we had this like really strict teacher. My sister and I spent like a month going to her for like every day to like learn all the things. I literally don't Whoa. remember anything that we learned. <laughs> and then we had like a, our first communion, which we just wore like these nice dresses that were passed down to us by like mm-hmm. my I think like my cousins wore the same dresses and they were like white and fancy. And I just remember that my sister and I would like play this game where we would like look at each other and make funny faces like the whole time. That's so cute. And try not to make each other laugh. Like that was like our thing, our church thing. Church giggles. What's the age difference between you and your sister? My sister is three years older than me. Is that your only sibling? Yeah, she's my only sibling. And honestly, my first fan, she, I was the one, I was just the one trying to make her laugh like the whole time, like all of church. And then, so how many summers would like, were you in Columbia? Did you go until you were like a full adult? I went, yeah, I went until I was like a teenager pretty much until I was like 16 or 17. And then also ran randomly my dad's side of the family is also Colombian like both my parents are Colombian but his two sisters when they graduated from college they moved to Switzerland okay which is really random but they both married like Swiss men so my dad's side of the family is like lives in Switzerland so we did spend a couple summers there as well (laughs) just like so damn you have like places to visit yeah it's very yeah uh, you don't hear that often. What brought your family yeah. to the United States? Dad was working at a company in Bolivia and he was just like, I want to start my own business. And he uh, works in, he like worked in agriculture in Bolivia and he wanted to start a flower business. So they came to the US and my dad started a wholesale flower business, which they still have now. Cause my mom always worked in like business administration. Mm-hmm. So my mom helped him start his own business. So she does like the admin side Mm -hmm. of it and he does like the sales and they import flowers from like all over the world. And then they sell in bulk to like florists or like, like urban stems. I don't know if you know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. They're like one of their main suppliers. Um, When you said flower, I thought you meant like all purpose flower. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's so cool. I knew you meant stems, stems and petals. Stems. Yeah. (laughs) Roses and things like that. And I think it's because we were in Bolivia for a while and my parents were like, well, we don't want to be there forever. But then they were like, things aren't great in Colombia. So they were like, we don't want to go back to Colombia. So it was just like classic opportunity immigrant story. But that's amazing. I feel like. Yeah. A lot of the time you hear a classic immigrant opportunity opportunity story and it's like, oh, yeah, they came here to do something really fucking boring. <laughs> like they came here yeah. to be an engineer. <laughs> it's like, no, they actually have. That's so cool. That they have this amazing flower business. Like I also just love flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah. nothing about them, but I love They're pretty them. to look at for sure. Yeah. When we first moved here, we would always have like flowers around the house. And then as my parents got busier, they're just like less flowers. <laughs> they just died. Mouth. Flowers and religion. Yeah, they were out like, the we're window. over this. <laughs> it also is like hard to give. Like, I feel like flowers are always like an easy out to give 
as a gift mm-hmm. and I can't give my parents flowers as gifts. True. So I'm like, ugh. I get my mom flowers box. for birthdays, anniversaries, Mother's Day, That's Hanukkah. They love them. It's like, you can't go wrong. Did you notice like a big difference between living in, Colombia is like a very Catholic country, right? Yeah. From your short time living there, like how did you notice it's different being in America in terms of religion? Yeah. So I always say like, I feel like religion in Latin America, some people are like really serious about it. Like in that, like people wait until marriage to like have sex and like people are like super conservative, like I guess more serious about it with like their sex lives. But I also feel like Latinos, at least my generation are not that serious. Like it's like, it's like it's serious in that the, you follow all of the rituals, but you also like have fun and don't take all the rules like so seriously. Mm-hmm. And I remember like in Colombia, like church was more like guitars and like a chill vibe. And then when we got to like America, we went to like all like white Catholic churches and they were like super traditional, like classical music and like everyone's like quiet, no one talks and yeah, it was like totally different. I also think, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but my family in Colombia like was religious, but they don't like go to church every Sunday in Colombia. Yeah. I think it was more so my dad like leaned into it probably as like a coping mechanism mm-hmm. for when we like got to America. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, like a, it's a community yeah. thing too. So like when you get to a new, new ass country, mm-hmm. like you definitely want to find your people and make friends or have yeah. some sort of community, which is like half of what religion always is anyway. Yeah, exactly. Also, on fact, I recently found out that my dad's side of the family is like Jewish from Portugal. Cool. Oh. Yeah. So I'm applying for my Portuguese passport. Oh Look my gosh. You. Have you ever been to Portugal? I have. I've been once or no, I've been twice. It's my favorite and... place on the whole entire planet. Yeah, it's so beautiful and the food is like it's so unreal. So good. It's like underrated because I think no one talks about Portuguese food like ever in the States. Mm-hmm. But yeah. everything there was amazing. The wine, whatever like that green wine is insane. Oh, that sounds oh my cool. God. Yeah. Like I'm try trying that. to go in yeah. the summer. Like I this that. You should. summer. I know. I, if I get my passport, maybe we can go to yeah, go Wait, I'm coming. Girls trip. <laughs> I just got my passport back from the, obviously from the fucking government. Um, look from how ID. ugly this is. You're going to freak out. <laughs> While we're here, just give me, give me, uh, I can't get it. My drawer is stuck. Oh, it's because my dress is on the drawer. Fuck. Guys, the anticipation is killing me. No, you're going to die because... This is okay. See, well, actually, I look really bad today, but <laughs> no, you don't. I can't really see it. Oh, oh my gosh, it's not that bad. No, no, it is. Oh, well, you're looking straight into the <laughs> camera. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I look like an absolute fucking Al Qaeda member. <laughs> you um, do. <laughs> dude, my literal my password picture is so bad. So bad. I just Worse got that, that one it, in the like, mail, so I'm stuck with that for 10 years. Does it have? Yeah, same. Does it, it have like the lines over your picture? Yeah, it does. So the line for me matches up with my nose. Mine too. Did you see that? Yeah. And it gives me like this weird kind of like. It like, makes you look like Squidward. It does. Like, I don't oh, have a bump no. in my nose. And it's like the one thing that I like about my face is that I actually have a straight ass nose for being Jewish and yeah. Italian. It's like a miracle. And <laughs> yeah. sorry, stereotypes. But yeah, in that photo, I actually, exactly. I look like something happened. The thing yeah. is, though, you can 
get that photo retaken. Like, you had a chance to take multiple well, photos. Well, I didn't want to look at it because I knew I would criticize it. Oh, my God. So that's great. Yeah. Well, I was just like, I don't want to look at it. And I can't, like, sit in this office and take a thousand photos. So, like, just it is what it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was worse than I than I could have ever imagined. Let that be a lesson. And we'll, we'll post that photo. Uh, we'll share that. On yeah. our stories. So don't worry. So how did you, Issa, you said you have Jewish heritage from Portugal. How did you? Yeah, just found did out. Did you do 23 and Me or something? I did not. But my dad's cousin in Colombia did. I think they did something mm-hmm. and they found out. And then they hired a lawyer to like track our history, wow. like our family history How back. Cool. And they just got their passports so I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I think yeah. everyone has a little bit of Jewish in them unless you're from yeah. like Japan. And like my last name is Medina, which is kind of like Arabic. Yeah. yeah. Like because Medina means like center of the city. So I feel like there's definitely like we were definitely like from the Iberian like peninsula vibes. Like something. Yeah, I'm getting that vibe for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a middle name? I don't. My parents couldn't come up with anything. So it's just Isabella... And then two last names hyphenated. Oh. So it's Isabella Medina Matei is my mom's last but name. But you don't use oh, your mom's cute. last name? Uh, not on social media because it's just so long. It's like Isabella Medina Matei. Yeah. So Isabella it's like. It's funny because yeah. my parents really, really love and I mean, loved and still love the name Isabella. And they wanted me to be Isabella, but. You know, Isabella Naccarella wasn't going to fly. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I had to pivot. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, we can't. Did they? Do you guys have la- middle names? My yes. middle name is my mom's maiden name. So like. I like that. Yeah. But like, what is yeah. it? you stall. Yeah. I think it's a nice. Okay. Homage. I mean, it's not. It's like a it's like a nice name to have in the middle. It's at least it's not like, you know, I mean, stall. It's just like, like a, a S-T-A-H-L. It's like a, a lot of people have that last name. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like is what it is. It's not like beautiful. <laughs> yeah. My middle name is Nicole. It's not ugly though. It's What's not. Yours? Okay. Nicole. Also not ugly, but like very like But like meh. Jessica Nicole, like how many Jessica Nicoles are there? A million. Yeah. But my Hebrew name is Yakova Fega and I'm guaranteeing you there are not many Jessica Nicole Yakova Fegas out there. So <laughs> you you are unique to your experience. Yes. Thank you. Oh, I was just going to say, I saw a TikTok that was like, just remember, you're the only one looking at that wall right now. (laughs) (laughs) So depressing. (laughs) Yep. I am the only one. I'm alone. (laughs) Way to just single me out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I did want to know, though, like as an adult, do you practice religion in any way, shape or form? Great question. Um, Every time I fly. I pray. JC too. That's what I say. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I literally like do the like the whole thing. And I, I always pray in Spanish too, because like I only learned to all my prayers in Spanish. So I just like do my like, and I'm like, like I go, I do the whole thing. And then, and if I don't, then like the plane might go down, sure. you know, like. <laughs> Lisa, I am with you. I do the same exact like mini prayer every time I get on the plane, but I have to be seated. I have to have my seatbelt on and it has to be like 
a certain amount of time before takeoff and I just say like yes dear it's like right before right takeoff before like right when you hear the engines yes. building yes you're like there it is I'm like dear god <laughs> let time. this be a safe and uneventful flight if there has to be a, some turbulence please just there, let there be a little easy up easy down as long as we make it there yes, safely literally and then at the end I'm like I trust you god like I always mm, you're say, gonna get you me there safe where you say like, I know like usually I don't talk to you and like usually I don't believe in you but like right yeah. now you're real <laughs> I do that too I thought that I literally thought that would end as an adult, like <laughs> talking to God as if you're like writing a journal entry to an audience member. You're like, <laughs> or like to a friend, like, hey there. But do you have self-talk that's similar to that? Because I do. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I didn't for a while, but recently I'm really into like trying, what is it called when you like try to put things in, out into like the universe? Manifesting. Manifesting. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to like manifest more because I feel like it's it's working for people. It I is know, working for so. people. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I I don't know what else they could have going on behind the scenes, but I I'm like maybe if I like say things out loud and believe in myself, it will happen. So like apparently I guess, it does. Yeah, apparently it doesn't work with the lottery though because I tried to win the lottery and it didn't work. I feel like it works. But, for super attainable things that like you know might actually happen anyway so like yeah just putting a it big... works for goals that you can like work towards. right yeah i feel like prayer manifesting mindfulness like all of those things are very similar where it's like you get what you give but like you're not gonna win the lottery because that doesn't really require any like work or effort like that's just pure luck okay yeah yeah, like, yeah what about influencers who say they like manifested their internet fame it's like but they didn't do anything either no i think they are and also i think that a lot of people who are influencers are turning themselves into manifestors or they're marketing themselves okay. as You're manifestors right. and then yeah charging like people for it yeah the cult of influencers yes. is real did you yeah. guys wait but really quickly i also just wanted to like answer that question a little more in that my friend and i were talking about we were talking about like trying to be positive and positive affirmations and then we were like it's low-key just like now i get why people pray and it's like the same thing think, it's literally the same thing it's like if you like pray before bed and like thank god for all your blessings that's literally just like positive affirmation right. it is 100 percent. exactly but so I'm like, maybe I should just start praying. <laughs> but it doesn't even need to be at a God. You can just be like, yeah, it just, could just be like out loud to yourself. Thank you to the universe <laughs> for <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> for this like beautiful corn or like whatever you're eating. I don't know. Did you say grace yeah. growing up? Uh, no, that's definitely one thing we like did not do. And it was like a low key culture shock when I would go to some friends houses and they like would force the guests to do it, too. I think that's very weird. I agree. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna hold your. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was always the families that also like fed their kids milk for dinner. I, I, it, yes, I mean that's correct. Well, that's like something that's like extremely Christian is milk with yeah. dinner, right? I didn't realize the difference between Christianity and Catholicism until I like went to dinner at a Christian friend's house. I was like, oh, this is like serious. <laughs> it is different. Like there are little nuances, and I think probably. As a Catholic person, you notice them even more because as a Jewish person, until very recently, I bunched Catholics and Christians together. I feel like now I'm confusing them. Catholicism and Christianity? Well, there's so many sects of Christianity and Catholicism is one of them. I always remember that Catholicism is the one where they have the saints and the Pope. Christianity has saints too. Really? 
What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, Catholicism is a sect of Christianity. So, like, yeah. Christianity, it, there's, I mean, there probably is general Christianity, but there's, like, yeah. Catholicism, baptism, Methodist, Episcopalians, like, you fucking name it. There's a Yeah, they all fall under some type of umbrella. I think also Catholicism is technically supposed to be, like, more strict yeah. than Christianity. Yeah, but I think because it's older, I feel like people are, people there are more Catholics that take it less seriously, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. I think because it is older, there are maybe people. more of them and therefore more people get pushed out just because yeah. it's like a numbers game. Like where, where I grew up, there were way more Catholics than like Protestants or whatever. Yeah. So I think just through community, um, like more Catholic churches get more like secularized just because there's more. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think that's just people are like, oh, I grew up Catholic, but then they like didn't really practice. But it then they like fully mm-hmm. didn't because they're just like sitting left and right. Left, yeah. right and center. It's funny to me Great that people are, are always like Joe Biden, like the second Catholic president. I'm like, OK, like, what were the others, bitch? Like, what were the JFK? Others? Oh, yeah. What were their other religions? I don't know. I'm not personally voting for someone based on their religion. Are you Issa? Are you? I feel like no. <laughs> oh no that, that would be wild if all of a sudden Issa was like oh yeah it's very important <laughs> to me I feel like there aren't, aren't like most politicians like Methodist or something like yeah but why like randomly not Christian randomly not Catholic certainly not, not Jewish. a lot of Jewish no <laughs> politicians Bernie like tried to Bernie. run on that platform and we were like honey you haven't been to temple since the 1800s so you're not pulling <laughs> yeah. one over on us yeah so okay you mentioned the cult of influencers which yeah is a perfect segue to us talking about your podcast sounds like a cult can you tell us what the podcast is about and for anyone who hasn't listened i mean yet? like we know but like our listeners want to know yeah yeah definitely so the podcast is called sounds like a cult and it is hosted by myself and my friend amanda montel she's an author and linguist and it's about and i have to say it with like a tone it's about the modern day cults we all follow because Wink. air quotes when we say cults and air quotes. In quotes yeah because we're talking about i guess like cult followed mm-hmm. people groups things in the zeitgeist uh, a couple examples are like soul cycle or the royal family we did a cult we did an episode on the cult of the foot fetish which we that was a fun one um the cult of marathon runners so we kind of approach different subjects um with an analytical and comedic lens and like kind of if it's really niche we kind of bring up like one specific story that like might be cultier and then see whether it's a we categorize every cult into three categories as a live your life a watch your back or a get the fuck out level cult what are some examples of a get the fuck out cult that you've done yeah, no spoilers, so but one example. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one example that I feel like is kind of what like threw us into like virality was multi-level marketing schemes. I, yeah. I just listened to that. Yeah, one. that's the one that like really blew up because we said it was a get the fuck out level cult. <laughs> and we did an episode on Lula Row. And from all the episodes that we've done we kind of like use different categories to like decide why. But for me personally, I've realized that like if it's something that like has a hold on like you monetarily and emotionally and in your social life, then 
you like need to get out because like you won't be able to you're out of control like it's out of your control now because you're involved so deeply emotionally that you think you're in control oh but yeah you're not. right i have okay this is kind of like a lot of roads um merging into one but are you familiar with like the phenomenon of I mean, this has many levels, so bear with me. The phenomenon of like all of these soul cycle instructors who are also Arbon consultants. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if you saw, but they recently, Soul Cycle recently made a vaccine mandate starting on November 4th. And all of these Arbon consultants who are Soul Cycle instructors quit because none of them are vaccinated. <laughs> what? I did not know about that. Oh, yeah. And now they're like, loose like kind of like loosely boycotting soul cycle because of the vaccination mandate and are like still selling their fucking supplements <laughs> to their riders and that's so see that's why that's an, a get the fuck out level yes. because they were not making any money off of Arbon and they just like shot themselves in the foot they were probably mostly making their money as soul cycle yeah that's where they got all their exactly. customers <laughs> It's no, it's actually wild. I follow all of them on Instagram just to like make fun of them. And it's an insane phenomenon and it's like a train wreck and I simply can't look away. Yeah, I I'm shooketh. Spoiler, we do want to do an episode on the cult of anti-vaxxers. So I'm definitely going to yes. include this in there. Oh, yeah, you have to. I mean, I could talk to you about that forever. I just I mean, I think it's crazy. And while we're on the subject, like, might as well just go there. Do you guys know any doctors who are not vaccinated? No. I don't personally. No. Do, do you? you? Yes. I found out my eye doctor is not vaccinated. Oh, my God. If you need a referral for a new eye doctor, I got you. He's the, he's the best eye doctor in L.A. Like, I have a lot of genetic disorders with my eyes. And he's, like, one of the best ones that was referred to me by the best doctor in the nation that I have to go to sometimes in Philadelphia. So like he's a legit fucking doctor. Wow. And <gasps> he's not vaccinated. And I asked him why. That's so And, and he what gave did he me say? this long-winded explanation of like all these science things that I did not understand to be quite frank. But I'm like that's He probably was bullshitting I know. you. Like I, it's just I it's just wild and I mean obviously I am vaccinated but it's crazy that you really don't know who to believe. You don't. Yeah. Well, I have my friend's mom literally works at the CDC, like under Fauci. And I believe her. I believe her too. I mean, obviously. <laughs> she went to Harvard Med and like over like I was at their house over dinner one night in January of like this past year. And I was like a little skeptical because the vaccine had just gotten approved. Sure. Um, I think a lot of us were. It was like a month yeah, after sure. it got approved. And I just talked to her and I asked her like pretty basic questions and she explained it like vaccines for dummies. She was like, it goes into your body and it goes out of your yeah. body. And if you don't have any and after 30 days, like historically, if you don't have any like side effects after like side effects lasting longer than 30 to 60 days, there are no long like no vaccine in the history of vaccines has ever had like a side effect come up like a year exactly. later. Yeah. Like it's a 30 to 60 day window and then like that's it. It's so interesting to me because the reason why we wanted to have you on the show is because the cross section between religions and cults is like very big. And I feel like with cults and religions and with like 
deciding whether or not you're on a team or not is like all you need is like one convincing person or piece of information and you're in charismatic figure yes Mm -hmm. And that was your yeah. friend's mom from the yeah. CDC. Yeah. <laughs> Win for science. No, that really was because because it's funny when people say, and you guys have probably seen this on the internet too, when people are like, I need to do my own research. It's like, you're not doing research. You're Googling. It's like you're just your looking on the internet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Are you a f- general fan of cults, like, um, like cult documentaries, real cults, apart from the society cults that we know about? I honestly like wasn't really like that into them before like Amanda introduced me into like the world of cults but I have always been really into documentaries so I've like just watched a lot of like documentaries on them but if you ask me right now what which ones I probably wouldn't remember no same the Nixium one was like one of the big ones but I feel like I've I've always accidentally fallen into like cult-like groups. That's like the whole shtick is that like I was in a sorority and like I ran half marathons for a while and like I do stand-up comedy, which is like 100% it a cult, cult, by the way. It's cult. <laughs> and so I just always fall into like cult-like groups. But I, Amanda says, so I say that I... I don't I have the opposite of addiction and I'm like I have an opposite of addiction personality <laughs> she says I have commitment issues you know tomato, tomato, tomato. potato <laughs> what it's what? working to your benefit though because you've been sucked exactly. into any of these cults full on <laughs> exactly what college did you go to what sorority were you in and were there any like weird religious elements to your pledging Oh, yeah. I, wa- I went to the University of Virginia. Oh, we have and... a smart girl on our hands. Oh, you see these glasses? <laughs> not a prop. Great look. <laughs> yeah, not a prop. That's cool. I, um, yeah, I went to UVA and I was in Delta Gamma. Oh, I thought you were going to say Delta, Delta, Delta. And then I was going to be like sisters, but... My sister was in Delta, Delta, Delta. So you're your oh sister's my, my sister. Wow, you guys are related. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah, basically. Honestly got really uninvolved like after my second year because we too. have like a spring rush. I rushed in the spring and by like fall of my sophomore year, I joined, this is really nerdy, but I joined the tour giving organization at UVA. <laughs> yeah, that's not nerdy. That makes perfect sense for a performer, especially yeah. like a stand-up. Of course you yeah, do that. Yeah, so I was like a tour guide and that was kind of like it's own social club so then I was like very involved in like the tour giving organization that was like my primary like social aspect of college after that um but yeah the weird ass what is it like when they make you like when you get an an inauguration pledge yeah oh inauguration yeah, yeah when you get inaugurated inauguration initiated. we have initiated initiation. oh my god i was even we're like i'm like, like yeah, we're not president <laughs> speak for yourself yeah yeah when we got initiated yeah they were like weird robes and like held hands and like whispered like in Latin tongues. In it was like ear. literally tongues. Am I legally allowed to say this? I don't, I don't know. know if you want to go our, to jail. Our handshake <laughs> is like, just like a little tickle oh my, on your ours hand. Too. It's so weird. Do you have a phrase? What, ours was like East Thalasius or something. Definitely there was one, but I don't remember it. Um, yeah, it's but, so yeah, fucking weirdly weird. religious. I also was in like the club sailing team for a little cool. bit. For like my first Sporty. year. Like, yeah, but then I like dropped after like five months because I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I mean, that's but, a lot of like training. 
Yeah. And like you had to like drive to the lake. It was like that two hours away. That seems like a time suck. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time. But I did go through like the pledging for it. Oh my God. And they made us chug this like weird like mixed drink and also in the dark, also weird robes. You know, so like, like instructors get hazed too. They do? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What do you know what it is? I like, no, I don't. I have a close friend who is very close friends with a lot of soul cycle instructors, and she's actually a cycle bar instructor. And she had told me things in the past, but I don't really remember any of them. But it's like a lot of partying and then like a lot of like, quote unquote, team building stuff. But I think with like negative connotations, like negative, like hazing vibes. Hazing is so crazy. It's literally like brain control. It's like brain manipulation. It also yeah. just like didn't work on me. I would just laugh and be like, this is so stupid. Because you're because you're so in control of yourself that you are like, this is dumb. I could literally just step back whenever I wanted. Yeah. And that's why I don't like doing anything where I don't have control. Like I don't smoke anywhere. I don't do anything because I'm just like, I just need to have control of my brain 100% yeah. all the time. Love control. I have me what too. we would call control issues, but it's working out for me. So... <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Would you, <laughs> would either of you say that there's an equivalent to hazing within religion? Not in the same way, but I feel like there is like, you have to do certain things or not do certain things. Like mm -hmm. not being able to like masturbate or have sex before marriage is hazing. That is. <laughs> in a way, No, it right? totally is. Know. It's like bullying for no fucking reasons, I which is the yeah, definition of hazing. Yeah, especially the masturbating thing. I feel like that's actually something that like, my guy friends had to do like not masturbate for like t some time for their fraternity. I don't think I realized that that was uh, yeah. a thing, but it makes sense. Yeah. There's also like an, a, an element of like peer pressure, probably like within a lot of communities or like churches to do an X amount of community service or an X amount of this or that. And, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, it's to save face. It's not like. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of um Christian well, different religions have a different number. Allegedly, I'm going to say alleged. Um, and always tells me to say allegedly so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, there are some religions out there where you have to like put like 20% or 10% or 30% of your income, mm -hmm. like donate it back to the if church. If you're a Mormon, you or have 100% if you're a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think that's hazing. It's definitely manipulating. Yeah. Have you thought about doing an episode about any type of religion yeah we've definitely thought about doing an episode on mormonism mm -hmm. definitely an episode on scientology oh, i was just gonna say we tried to disperse the more serious episodes out because we don't want to become like a full-on cult podcast yeah. we want to make sure that like keep it light and fluffy right. and fun we love fluff. <laughs> there are just so many like niche cults out there and i think we just feel like so lucky that we've gotten like that follower base so that it gives us like the freedom to tap into like more niche groups and then we'll sprinkle in like bigger religions and things like that. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, we've been trying to get a Scientologist on or an ex-Scientologist or anyone that will talk to us about it. Do you know someone? I mean, I was going to say Timothy Haddish, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think she's going to do our podcast. She would be a great guest. Yeah. Scientologists keep it pretty close to the chest, though. Yeah. No, they're definitely a gtfo level definitely you guys should do a kardashian episode a kardashian cult oh yes because i'm in it and i'm ready to talk about it. really <laughs> no i'm obsessed with them yeah for some people that is like their religion or like their cult it's like you tune into all of their shows religiously 
you follow their every move you wear the clothes that they wear you give your money to them like I don't give my yeah. money to them. Well, I mean, if you're I guess buying skins or ki- a, li- a lip kit or whatever the fuck else they're selling. Also, people forget that like a follow is a dollar sign, you know, like That's there's so a true. lot of people who like talk trash about the Kardashians, but they follow them. And I'm like, just you're feeding you're feeding the monster if you think they're monsters. Right. I don't know. But like if you're going to talk shit about the Kardashians, you can't follow them on Instagram. I, I preach. I, I don't get the idea. Well, I, I was just that I don't get the idea of a hate follow meanwhile i told you about all the soul cycle instructors that i followed <laughs> just to make fun of them so forget it forget i said anything it's because it's because it's easier to follow than to like creep than to like schedule a creep sesh you know because then you forget about them and then it's like yeah. the paranoia always seeps in like what if they notice that i'm viewing their story and i don't follow them that's so weird i don't follow any of the kardashians because i don't care and that's probably i'm just jealous of them (laughs) yeah i muted them i mute a lot of people who i know i will either be hate following or who i will mindlessly follow and i just want to save myself from that because that does suck up a lot of your time like i'm neither here nor there about the kardashians but i'm like i don't want to like see them more than i need to they're such a big name that you already hear other people talking about them. So you, you hear everything you need to yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. That is true. But that's the funny thing about that statement is like, you know, those people who say like, I couldn't even name you all the Kardashians or like any of the Kardashians. It's like, well, then you that's just live under bullshit. a rock. Like, yeah. then you were just yeah. not cultured. No, that's like those people who like are try to be different. They're just like trying so hard to like stand out by something lame. Right. It's like, okay, that's everyone knows who it's they like are. seventh grade energy being like i discovered my chemical romance and like you've never heard of them <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> in terms of like following like a like you were saying like the kardashians are like your like kind of your cult i feel like that makes sense because the thesis that amanda and i always go back to is that a lot of like americans kind of like lack community and i'm not yeah saying like you guys do specifically but i know that like you know living far away from family i or moving to a new city where I didn't know a lot of people, like I leaned into comedy as my community. Mm-hmm. And like when you have like these people like portraying a family unit on TV, you're like, oh, that's kind of like my community. And then they, you know, they tell you their rituals and you kind of just, like, I feel like it's just comforting. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I was just going to ask you if you think there are any positive elements to cults. And I feel like that sort of, sort of yeah. is a positive element. Is there anything else? Hobbies? I think like, a lot of the episodes that we do are like based around hobbies and I think it's important to have hobbies but I think it just goes back to like moral of the story like everything in moderation yeah and it's like eating healthy like you can eat healthy that's like we're, we want to another spoiler we want to do an episode on diet culture oh yeah you have to um yeah you can you can eat healthy and you but then and then you start to idolize like Emily Mariko and then mm-hmm. you might be getting into like uh, extreme territory if you're like, you know, weighing your meals and then weighing yourself. And then like there's you can always just like go to an extreme of anything. So I don't know, learning new things and joining new communities is always great. And that's the plus side of like fun cults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Downside is like you can get out of hand. Things can always get out of hand. Right. Things can just get Downside, go real south you real quick. Lose all your money, yeah. go to prison. <laughs> you know. Downside, <laughs> death. Get branded, <laughs> bleed from yeah. all your. These um, things happen. Yeah. 
When when did you start? Yeah. How did you get into it? Just like kind of logline us and then tell everyone where they could find you in LA. Oh yeah. So I so I studied beginning of the stories. I studied politics in college. Like I wanted to go into like human rights, all that jazz, and then my fourth year of college, Trump won the election, and I was like, "Fuck mm, it, fuck everything." Joke. I was like. And I did an open mic as like a New Year's resolution. I feel like that's like that's so lame. No, I, but that's when I did it too. I yeah, yeah, I like kind of used to do it, but it was a New Year's resolution 100%. Yeah, I did like one open mic and then I didn't do it again for like another year. And then I did, and then I started my master's in public policy. I stayed at UVA an extra year. I got my oh. master's in public policy. That was a tough year. So I went to a mic in downtown Charlottesville like twice. And that's when I was like started like really watching a lot of stand up. I would like I watched like every special on Netflix. Like I watched like stand up on YouTube, like all this shit. And then I moved to L.A. after my after grad. Well, I moved to New York after grad school. I would go to a bunch of comedy shows, never had like the balls to get up in New York. And then I moved to L.A. for a job at a nonprofit same thing started going to mics just going and then got to a point where i was like i can't not do this yeah. and so i started to like get up at open mics and then immediately like literally like two months after starting to get up at open mics started my own monthly comedy show which is cool insane that's literally <laughs> listen i did that too and like pre-pandemic i had my own show and it's there's nothing better it's so fucking fun it's the best it's the best but like the on our first show we had like iowa debris uh hannah einbinder jared goldstein wow and me who had been doing stand-up for two months <laughs> that literally that sounds like lineup. Lineup from our first shabbat shalom minus io i think it was hannah jared noah finley yeah it was like it was like all of those people like right before they got like popped off coming mm -hmm. yeah yeah like i feel like every time i like because we had hannah on the formosa show too it's like i oh like we always have have her on our show right before she pops off to like her next level it's <laughs> wild because she's popped off like five times in the last like three so years. you're responsible like, for nice. her career basically oh not at all please <laughs> you, are, this you out. actually that is are not what I'm saying. <laughs> that was like so embarrassing because i did bomb like at my own shows but I feel like you kind of have to. Like, you have to bomb. Because that's also where you feel the most comfortable is at your own show, right? So you can yeah. kind of get up there and be like, let's try all these tweets out that I wrote and let's see if they land yeah. on stage. And then you're like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so now I always did. So that was a monthly show. And then now um, I'm doing Formosa Comedy Show, which takes place at Formosa Cafe in West Hollywood. Great. Love that. So, yeah. Yeah, such good food, Chinese food, and it was monthly, but starting this week, it's weekly. That's crazy. So, That's so much work. I'm LA, get your butt yeah. to Formosa Cafe. And then the podcast, we can listen to wherever we get our pods. Yeah, so Sounds Like a Cult, you can listen to wherever you get your pods. Um, and we also have an Instagram, Sounds Like a Cult pod uh and then i'm at isa medina i-s-a-a -A, medina m-e-d-i-n-a-a -A. two a's on both because the og was taken it's like who is who, who is, is the, the other, other isa medina 
literally someone with two followers Fucking i'm like yeah. give me that's well so that's oh at jc is someone with like 54 followers and it's like that's so unfair it's like who it's so unfair i've written to instagram like let me just have at jc and thank you so much for being on the show this was thank you for having me this is like such a great idea because everyone has such a different approach to religion and we don't i feel like we don't talk about it because it's so taboo because it's not cool yeah yeah we're making that's like exactly why we started it we were like everyone has their own story about how they grew up and like jess and i worked at a company where there were no jewish people weirdly enough in hollywood and we were just like let's talk about our weird jewish things that we did growing up and everyone was like that's a great idea so yeah, I love that idea. And it affects us all so deeply. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. going to be within us forever, especially on an airplane. Thanks for joining us, Isa. Be sure to check out Sounds Like a Cult wherever you get your pods. You can follow Isa on Instagram at Isa Medina with two A's and on Twitter at Isa Medina with two A's and an underscore. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify and don't forget to rate and review us. If you want to support our show financially, check out our anchor page. And don't forget to follow us on Insta at Pray For Us Pod. Watch them. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. 